Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. It's so great to see you again, Ivy. You and I were just talking before I started the podcast about how we met. And we can't remember exactly who connected us. (laughs) But when we met, it was like two souls meeting each other, like again, for the first, you know, in this lifetime, like at the time you had just broken up with, or you were in the midst of breaking up with a longer term boyfriend. And I, what did I say to you? You were like, you were trying to set me up in the beginning. And I was like, well, I'm with somebody right now. And then we got together after we broke up and you're like, I want you to be one of my clients. I want you. (laughs) I want you for you to meet one of my clients. Yeah, and then COVID hit, Mm -hmm. and then we haven't caught up until now. I'm like, oh, I'm engaged. Yeah, and that's how it works. (laughs) And that's how it works. Throw a little pandemic in there, and Ivy meets someone. So, all right. So let me back it up. So today, uh, Ivy Robinson with Ivy Robinson Events joins us, and. If you have never been to her website or Instagram, please check it out for the most beautiful photos of her events. Each one looks like a masterpiece, truly of detail and class and beauty. And these events, I mean, they take months, sometimes years to plan, I'm sure. And and then they're over in a blink of an eye. Um, And I'm certain you have all, it must feel like a birth of sorts. Um, So (laughs) I want to- it feels like. Yes, I'm going to break up it. And then somebody you talk to every single day you don't talk to that much anymore. <laughs> you miss them. There must I be do. some of that feeling. Yeah, I, I love that. Well, what made you want to become an event planner? Have you always wanted to do this? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. I, yeah, I always joke and say that uh, event planning found me. Um, so I, uh, my background is journalism and I always mm-hmm. wanted to be the next Katie Couric. I was like, that's going to be my goal. So I went to... Uh, I went to Meredith College and got a degree in fashion merchandising. So that's where this creative side comes from. And then I went to NC State and got a degree in um, mass communication. So I had interned at the TV stations. I did all this undercover. You had the purse with the camera in it, catching people selling things that were wrong. And then I interned at CNN for, um, it was Showbiz Today. And when I graduated from college, one of my girlfriends, she was a sorority sister, she said, hey, help me run this event planning company. And so we merged together and started planning events in Raleigh. And so she went off to sell real estate and I just kept trucking into this path um, that I had no direction of doing it. So you gotta think like I had no business plan. I had nothing. I just, I grew up in a family that loved to entertain. My mother would put throw together parties last minute and I'm like that too. And so all of a sudden, uh, I was running a venue and all the brides I was meeting with, they're like, will you help me on the side finish planning my wedding? Uh-huh. And so that's how it evolved. It was in 2002. Okay. So yeah, so here I am. <laughs> I love, what. what's the best part about your job? 
the best part of my job are the people I get to meet and my clients. So I work, I work with amazing people and my clients, uh, most of them, we are really good friends. We still chat. You know, I have friends, I, I think I did, the, it was 12 or 13 years ago. Uh, they're coming to spend the week at 4th of July with us. I just had lunch with a bride and her mother that I did their wedding four years ago. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I was in Lumberton doing um, a corporate event for my clients. I did all three of her daughter's weddings 17 years ago and 10 years ago. So to me, it's the relationships that have built and formed from doing their weddings, which are the most intimate days of their lives. So it yeah. is. And it's interesting because I've heard that there are a lot of planners that don't want to plan weddings because they need right. to deal with the stressors from all sides. There's the bride or the bridezilla, the mother of the bride, the groom, his yeah. mother, the the cousins, the sisters, and everyone else. So yeah. what 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 made you want to take on that challenge? Was there something <laughs> that made you feel really connected to weddings? And so it, every family has their different dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's perfect. And it's really the way I go into it. It's like, it's the way you handle the dynamics. Don't bring more drama to it. Don't draw attention to it. It is what it is. Let's embrace it and just make the day special for the bride and groom and let all the family be us go to the sides if it can. And let's just focus on them. I, I can only imagine. And have you ever had to handle like a massive conflict in the middle of the planning stages that seemed all impossible? Yeah, I'm trying. Know? I mean, it's, it's all the time. And when I do, I, I used to do a lot of speaking engagements. I have one coming up next year, but I always say 90% of my job is therapy and right. 10% is planning. And so you really learn to be a mediator with mm-hmm. all the different personalities and um, the conflicts that come in. So it's, you know, it's never boring. That's one thing I love about my job. It is never boring. Every bride and every wedding are completely different. And so I'm self-diagnosed ADD. So I like each day is different. So one wedding will be bright pink and green and then one's all white, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun for me to really dive in and get to know everybody and their style and their personality and design around that. I love that. And how can, how can you um, suggest to people how to avoid conflict during the planning stages of a special yeah. event? Uh, the best way to avoid conflict is communication. And there's a lot of, you know, we deal with a lot of uh, who who's financing the wedding. So yes. you have a lot of different, that's where a lot of the conflict can potentially arise. And so for me, I'm always like communicate. Mm-hmm. So if the bride's mother tells me one thing and the groom's mother tells me another and I'm in the middle. So I'm ending up mediating between the two families a lot of times. And so it's really communication. Okay, good. Yeah. And and do you think it needs to come from the bride and the groom saying to their in-laws, listen, the, it needs to come from us. We don't want you all communicating directly with the event planner. Just have like one person that's in touch with you versus all streams. I normally like to have one or two points of contact. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the other things, obviously communication is important, but I always tell my clients when they seem to get stressed, it's not really the, the wedding planning process. It's everybody in their ears. Well, I saw on TikTok, you should be this far along. I saw on Instagram, you need this. My cousin who just got married last week, 
their planner did this. And what about this? And that's what stresses them. They're all the outside mouths in their ears and they're reading stuff. And, you know, social media is so dominant right now in everybody's lives. And it's, it's almost warping our sense of reality for a lot of things. And so I, I try to be like, Hey, let's come back down right. <laughs> and let's, let's focus. I got this. Like I've been doing it 20 plus years. We got it. We know what we're doing. I love that. Well, it's yeah. funny because when I got engaged, my mom said to me, let's do a very short engagement period because she knew that planning a wedding could be very stressful. And she handled yeah. the entire thing, which was actually great for me. I didn't mind, yeah. Yeah. believe it or not. I mean, I was 26 years old. And I was like, you do it, mom. Uh-huh. From Philadelphia. And I was in Atlanta where my, you know, then fiance now husband, we yeah. were, that's where we were. So yeah. she handled it. I literally walked in and everything was done for me. I know most brides don't want to do that, but for me that yeah. it, if I was like, I don't care. I don't like planning events, to be honest with you. Yeah. So do you agree with a short engagement period being best, like the, sh- the shorter, I mean, I know it's harder on the wedding planner. Um, I have the first order, but <laughs> first order too. Okay. Yeah. for me, well, so here's the difference. It all, I, I think it depends on the individual and their personality. Some people can handle a short engagement, mm-hmm. some like a long engagement. So it depends on their stress and how they handle stress. So um, I was with a, a bride earlier today. She likes the long engagement. She likes the process to be slow and carried out. And then I have some that say, I want to get married in four months. And for me, I can knock out four months in a week and do it. So, wow. you know, the challenge now is I think the shortest I've done one was nine weeks. We did a whole wedding in nine weeks. And then I did Emily Maynard's wedding in 12 weeks. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we did everything in 12 weeks. And so for me, I, I'm pretty fast on doing like, if you give me, I'm a deadline girl. Okay. So, all right, we got 12 weeks. We're going to do this, 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 and knock it out. So I don't need a year to plan somebody's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Understood. That, yeah. That's good for everyone to know. And just in case people don't know who Emily Maynard is, she was the bachelorette. I don't remember when that was. We all watched her fall in love with several people and it was fun to watch and she's from Charlotte. So um, I love that. So any tips for planning a wedding reception for couples on a budget? Like what to save on, what to splurge on? So I always tell the the clients that are on a budget, you know, make, make sure that your expectation matches your investment that you want to put into the wedding. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier with all the social media everywhere, uh, people are seeing unrealistic, you know, they're looking at celebrity weddings that are two, three, four, five plus million dollars. Mm -hmm. And they're wanting to spend, you know, way less than that. So it's, it's really being realistic with your expectation and making sure that one of the things I'd never want to see a client do is never, never spend beyond your means at the wedding. It's a, it's one day and it's a very important and special day, but a lot of people get so wrapped up into the details that they forget what the day is really about. Mm. So it's about the union. It's about the marriage. It's about being together and making that commitment to each other. And so mistakes and little things will happen and something will go wrong. Mm. And it's like in the grand scheme of things, think about what's really happening that day. Yeah, I think that's important. It kind of goes to one of the questions I had for you, which was like, what makes an event successful and how do you measure that success? An event successful for me, it might be a little bit different 
for my clients because I'm on the production side of things. But for me, the best part is to watch my clients have so much fun and come up and say, this was the best day of my life. We had so much fun. This was the best party we've ever been to. So for me, I, I know on both their end and my end, that's a successful event. And it's also, you know, if it rains all of a sudden, you, you're having an outdoor wedding, you have to embrace that and yep. still have fun and don't let that, you know, ruin your day. So it's, for me, it's the success is that everybody's happy. Everybody had a great time and then they got married and they did not lose track of that, but that the party was just a really fun time for everybody. So it, what I always ask my clients are in the beginning is what's the top three most important things to you at the reception? And then those top three things is where you allocate more money than other things. So, um, and it goes back to making sure the expectation matches your, your budget as well. So make sure that you're not spending, if you're on a tight, tight budget, make sure that you're not spending all your money on really expensive invitations because they just go in the trash. Mm -hmm. So I always, what's invest, what's the best experience for your guests? And that's where you should allocate the most money. It's like, what are your best guest experience going to come from? What is your experience going to come from? So again, it kind of goes back to every bride's different. So if yeah. she loves flowers and she puts a little more towards flowers, if she's not a big drinker, then she doesn't do a full bar. Mm -hmm. um, she might do bare wine or just a signature cocktail. So it's really, it should be tailored to each individual, but I always want to be smart about what they spend because you can get so caught up in it that you end up going over budget and then afterwards you're like oh did I really need the gold flakes trimmed on my uh, you know signature drink <laughs> right know? stuff like that so that's such yeah. a good point and yeah and um when you were talking earlier about uh, a, a potential rain out at a at a wedding yeah. tell <laughs> tell us what is the craziest situation you have experienced while running an event I saw on your Instagram a a behind the scenes photo dump where you survived a rain, a tornado warnings, four seasons in one day and power bleeps. So that would happen <laughs> in May um, <laughs> that we adore. We love them. And it, it's really, it's, it, they handled it perfect because everything that happened that day was completely out of our control. <laughs> so it was chilly that morning and then it got hot. Then we had tornado warnings and then we had the downpour of it and then our generator went out for the tent and all the power went out and the band had to stop playing then we had to get that done I mean it was just but it's really something will go wrong it's how you embrace it and just you're you're surrounded by your family and friends you're married just still have fun depend on your wedding planner and your team to fix it and they will and the party will go on and it did I love that. Yeah. What are like the top two or three things that you would recommend to people planning an event that they might not otherwise consider? Oh, in terms of um, what to think about? Or... Yeah, what to think about, like something that people don't usually think about when they're planning an event. Well, that's a good question. So um, a lot of times people need to think about, you know, when they're looking at vendors. So make sure that you have experienced reputable vendors like know that they've been in business for a while that they're not going to just close shop and take off with your deposit because i've heard of that happening mm -hmm. um think about 
one of the things I always think about is if you have, and this is just kind of bizarre, but you think about your guests, think about is anybody handicapped? Are they in a wheelchair? Is your, are you accessible? Are you hauling them to the middle of a field out in the middle of nowhere? And you have a, a lot of handicapped people coming. You need to make that accessible from restroom trailers to all of that. So I always say, think about your guests and their experience and is this easy for them to get to and get out of? And so that's something a lot of people don't think about. And think about the weather. If you're an outdoor event with a tent, you will have issues. I mean, most likely. Are there bugs? Have you sprayed for that? Are there, um, you know, what's the noise ordinance? Do you have a weather plan in place? <laughs> you know, everything, we can't control that. It's just, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's not really the situation is hand, at hand, it's how you handle it. So we, we stay very calm mm -hmm. and because it's a domino effect. If I freak out, it just keeps going all the way down. So I'm like very neutral, calm when stuff goes wrong and we just fix it and move on. I love so, that. Yeah. What, what is your dream gig? Do you have like a bucket list, I, like event in your mind that you're waiting for the perfect client to request? No, I don't. <laughs> Because I think all of my weddings are so different mm -hmm. that that just stimulates me to be better and design more, like getting to know them. So I don't really have, I don't have a dream. I'll tell you that I specialize and do better um, with tented events. I like that tent. I like the blank canvas. I like going in. I like the challenge of it. <laughs> I get bored real easy. So I like that challenge of going into that and going, okay, how can we make this like super cool and unique? And what can we do different that hasn't been seen before? Um, so that's what I personally like. What about travel? Have you traveled many places for weddings? Oh yeah. So a lot of our clients aren't in Charlotte. Okay. So yeah, this year, um, the furthest I've been is in Hawaii. Wow. Uh, so I did a wedding in Hawaii and then, uh, we have a client that will take us to Michigan, then Florida, South Carolina. We, we travel all over doing events. I love, yeah. I just think that would be so much fun. Yeah, it is. And I love going to different you know, areas and networks and, you know, meeting new people and using connections that we've had to connect with the vendors in that area. So it's fun. Let's talk about you personally for a moment. We, we okay. talked at the beginning of the hour about, you know, the fact that you had been dating someone when I first met you. You're mm -hmm. previously married, uh -huh. correct? Okay. Yep. How long were you married the first time? Can you talk a little bit about kind of what attracted you to him in the first place and why ultimately it didn't work out? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my, my first husband and I were great friends, best friends since seventh grade mm -hmm. and there's, uh, we, we didn't end up getting together until after college. Yeah, it was after college. And so everything for me, where I think I failed is that we grew, but we didn't grow together. We grew apart. And I'm, and personally, what I've seen and I've witnessed is like, you change so much from your twenties to your thirties, to your forties. And so to make a relation successful, you, you either choose that you're going to hammer this out and grow together, or you're going to grow apart and 
it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So what if it doesn't work, because what was perfect for me at the time in my twenties and thirties, isn't working for me right now. And, and it's, it, I will tell you, divorce is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done and been through just on an emotional level. And it was really, really hard. Um, but I will say I, I grew from that and I became a better person. I became a better communicator. I, I learned from that each relationship for me personally, and I think it's for a lot of people is you have to take from that relationship if it doesn't work out and you grow from it. And what can you, what can you learn from that to be a better person in every aspect in life? And so what I learned was I was so career driven and focused that I didn't take time to really focus on my relationship. And so before I knew it, we were roommates living two separate lives. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'll never forget. So, you know, I was going to a therapist and she was like, you know, it's socially programmed. You're doing everything that was programmed for you from, from a kid, social, you go to college, you get married, you have you know, the kids, you stay at home, you do this. And so my, my whole life, I rebelled that, but I was falling into the pattern of like, get married, do this. And I never had the kid part. And I just was so driven with my company and my business. And so with that being said, I was like, okay, so I went back through the divorce and I was like, how can I be a better partner in my next relationship? How can I be a better communicator? How can I, so we all learn every day. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. And I swore I would never get married again. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what enticed you to get remarried and, and think about getting married again? <laughs> well, it's, you know, I believe people come and go in your life for all at the right time for the right reason. And, um, this amazing man came into my life when I least expected it and just everything aligned on every single level. I mean, it was just, it, they always say, when you know, you know, and yeah. we got together. I mean, we've only been together a year. We got together, we met in the airport and we have not been apart since. You met at an airport? Well, not, we, we were meeting for a trip in the okay. airport for the first time. And we, we were in New Orleans. We met there and we have not been apart since. And we were met in June, got engaged in January and we've already bought a house together. <laughs> and so I, I really think that, you know, there's a series you, you typically have like, I've always seen like three good lovers in your life that relationships. And so you have the one, your first love that some people stay with forever. Um, then you have the one that's a little toxic and then you have the forever. And so I'm on my forever. I've hit all three of those. And, you know, for me to leave my marriage, it was the hardest thing I ever did, but, and I was going to tell you, so my grandmother, she died last year. She was 106 years old. Wow. And yeah. And so nobody in my family, but one cousin had been divorced. So, I mean, you're thinking, here's the hierarchy of our family. And so I had to tell her that I was getting divorced mm. and I was sitting there. And at the time she was 101 or hundred. And I said, I have to tell you something. I just started crying. I was like, I'm so sorry. I hope I haven't failed you, but 
I'm getting divorced. And she looked at me. Now, you know, she's old school. <laughs> she goes, life's too short to not be happy. Oh. And I was like, you are a hundred percent right. And I mm-hmm. fought internally for this, like trying to find that happiness. And I couldn't until I left the marriage. And it was like all this stress. And I was just, I came back out and I was happy again. And so I will never forget her. And I laughed and I said, Grandma, you're 101. Life is short. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're right. It is too short to not be happy. So I've always remembered that and always like stressed to people. I just want everybody should be happy. Life is not easy. Relationships aren't easy. And it's like a wedding. It's how you embrace the conflict and move forward. If you're, are you going to draw a lot of drama and attention to it? Or are you just going to embrace it and learn from it and make it better and fix it? So yeah, that's where we are. Beautiful. I'm so thrilled for you. So Thank of course, you. you know, my next question that I'm going to ask is about your wedding planning. <laughs> are you eloping? Are you doing it local? What are you, yeah. what are you doing? So we have no plans. Okay. And I get that question all the time. <laughs> what are, what's the wedding planner going to do? Mm-hmm. And the wedding planner is so busy planning everybody else's wedding that she has not thought about her own. <laughs> um, so most likely, uh, well, We'll probably elope, but we have not, we're just having a great time and taking day to day. Uh, He just had his first grandchild. So now I'm a glamma. Yes, (laughs) you are. Yeah, (laughs) glamma. So um, we're just, we're just enjoying life with, you know, he has three wonderful kids and I love them all. And now a granddaughter. And so we're just, we're just loving life with them and each other and traveling and we're, we have no plans. I might text you one day and say, Hey, I just got married. <laughs> yes. I, I can totally see it. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely thrilled for you. Ivy. You. Yeah. Best, best of luck. And thanks thank for you. sharing your experience with, with people. Yeah. I think it's been really helpful and useful and yeah. a lot of people are going to gain a lot of perspective. So, from it. So, so what my, my best you. advice is if somebody's going to be like me and says, you're never getting married again, don't say that because he'll turn around and bite you. Never say never. It <laughs> <laughs> will hit you when you least expect it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, favorite charity. We do. Ooh, yes. Yeah. I'll okay. put it. I'll put it in the show notes. Yep. So I am a huge advocate for um, animals. So any local, just uh, I can send you the whole list of charities that I support and also kids cancer. So those are my two top, like SPCA, anything that I have the best dog, he's my rescue and he is so dear to me. He even has his own Instagram page, but (laughs) (laughs) But I am a huge advocate for animal rescue, getting them off the streets from abuse, that, so yeah. Wonderful. And how can people find you? Uh, So there's Instagram, um, Ivy Robinson events, and my website is ivyrobinson.com. Wonderful. And I encourage everyone to go look at these fabulous photos. Thank you so much, Ivy. It was really great to have you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.